Okay, good morning. So, we are going to jump into the Pardes. Uh, there's a section in the Gemara Chagiga. Uh, the Gemara Masech Chagiga in the beginning, and parts of Chagiga are very, very hard to understand, but there's a section there, a uh, well-known section, also very, very, very hard to understand section, which speaks about the fact that there were four people who went into something called the Pardes. Uh, clearly, some, something very esoteric, some way of connecting to God in a very, very deep way. And the Gemara speaks about the fact that three of them didn't make it. Um, one of them, we'll see, we'll see what happens to each of them. Uh, but three of them didn't make it, and one of them was successful. The one successful person was Rabbi Akiva. So they go with this very, very lofty connection to Hashem. Again, whatever exactly that means. Three of them are affected physically, spiritually, um, emotionally. And one is successful, and he's going to explain that the reason that the... What happens to them is a reflection of where they were when they entered this party. It's going into these very lofty levels uh, is something which only someone who is capable is able to do. And therefore, some of these people were incapable for reasons which we'll see in a moment. And that's why they were affected. Okay, so let's see what that's all about. V'chein ha-metaylim be-pardes. One page, Pezayin. Those who strolled in the... Literally, pardes is a garden. Uh, but we're not talking about a physical garden over here. It means... Some deep, deep connection to God. Yeshlahem Mestiras Nefesh, Bishvil Avasa Torah. Each of them had an element of Mestiras Nefesh for the Torah, right? Which was the piece, Reish Aleph, what he was been discussing in this piece is, this, is the notion that a person, that we need to, Mestiras Nefesh is not limited to our physical giving up of ourselves physically for the sake of God, but there is a time and place for Mestiras Nefesh. Bechol nafshecha, including not only your physical soul, but also the loftier parts of your soul, giving up your neshama as well, which is something that we, he gave a number of examples again. Moshe Rabbeinu, David HaMelech, Tzlavchad, all these people gave up not only their nefesh, or they didn't give up their nefesh, they gave up their neshama. They gave up higher elements of themselves for connecting to God. So going to the pardes, entering to this very lofty level, is also a sense of mesiras, not nefesh, but neshama. Why? Because there's great danger in doing so. Shari yicholim litos. Kelisha Acher, they were able, they, they knew there were risks. They knew that there was, they did this, sorry, I missed the line, they did so, Bishvil Avasa Torah. They did this for the love, of, the love of God. Going to the parties obviously would expose them to higher ways of thinking, to a deeper connection to God. But in doing so, they knew there was great risk. So again, this is an example of Mesiras Neshama, people doing things for the sake of uh, giving up their Neshama for the sake of something higher, or at least risking their Neshama for the sake of something higher. This what this is your earliest this mentions is, of Kabbalah. Right, this is like the, this is the period we talk, the, people, the three people that we're talking about all lived before the time of the before the Zohar. Before the Zohar. Well, are we talking about from a purely traditional perspective? Or are we looking from an academic well, I, perspective? I knew you were going to answer that. So, no, 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 I'm <laughs> serious. I meaning, get yeah. It, I get it. So, when according to a classical view, certainly Rav Tzadik is of the of the perspective that yes, Rav Shimon Bar Yochai writes the Zohar, but he didn't make it up. Um, right? It came it, it came, it's, it's all it's all there. So right? It's all, all known. It's all there. It's all there. Correct. 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 Yeah. Umish libo. So a person whose heart is shalim bechal gimel madrigos ava. A person who has, is complete in their love of Asha and all their three loves. Again, bechal when their love for God and their love for the Jewish people and their love for the Torah. Such a person is able to that harizeh zocha. That person is able to enter into the pardes. Like Rabbi Kiva, who, as I'll mention in a moment, was complete in all those three loves: his love of God, 
which we know at the end of his life, his love of people, um, okay, as well as his love of Torah, which we certainly know through his life story, right? So he had all those three loves, and therefore he's able to be most nefesh, he's able to risk his neshama, but he's able to walk away without being affected. If you are lacking in any of those three loves, then when you're most neshama, it will come out to bite you. And let's see now, we're going to learn a little bit about these three individuals who were impacted negatively. The Acher, who is Elisha ben Avuya, lo haya shalem He was lacking in his love of Hashem. You have to love Hashem completely with all your heart. As the Gemara says, Tina haisa belibo. There was a, a little bit of heresy in the hearts of Elisha, of, 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 of Acher, right? The, uh, the Gemara speaks about the fact that he was involved in heretical thinking already from an early, from an early stage. And Shazen Neged Avas Hashem Canal. Okay, so therefore, Yatzelatarbusra. Therefore, the Gemara tells us, when Elisha went into the Pardes, Right? Alicia, by the way, you have to appreciate, you know, he was, he was of the greatest of scholars, if not the greatest. Right? He was a brilliant, brilliant scholar. He had a lot going for him. But there was a Tina, there was a little bit of heresy already there. And therefore, when he goes into the Pardes, the Gemara says that the impact of that True. was that eventually, he, because of that experience, he goes completely astray. Eventually, you know, the final stories we have of Alicia are, uh, you know, as he's riding a, uh, riding a horse on Yom Kippur, uh, you know, on, on doing all sorts of usher, uh, forbidden things, both rabbinic and biblical, and, and, then, and then some, uh, because, and it all started in the parties. Why? He, he ri- went, in other words, although he starts this piece off, let me just explain the, the big picture over here, then we'll zoom back, zoom back in. He starts off this piece by saying, you know, don't only think you have to be most or your nefesh. You have to be most of your neshama as well. You have to sometimes risk your spirituality. And you think to yourself, okay, I'll risk my spirituality. I'll do things. Which he says, no, no. If you want to risk your spirituality, you have to be perfect in all those areas. You have to be perfect in your relationship to God, in your relationship to Torah, and your relationship to the Jewish people. If you are imperfect, then don't risk your neshama because it's going to come back to bite you. If you're Rabbi Akiva, cool. If you are Alicia Benavuya, who was Tremendous, tremendous, tremendous um, in terms of his scholarship, in terms of his, 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 his everything. But there was something a little bit lacking at that point. There was already a little bit of heresy. That's not a person who is able to risk his neshama. And we see what happens. Because he went to that higher level and wasn't ready for it, he goes completely astray. Let's go. The, the event that made him go completely astray is this, you know, the story with the... Uh, that, that's one, well, that's one version, right? So the Gemara, this is, this is I mean... Any narrative, right? Ask, you know, ask a person, I'll give you a good example of this, a practical example. Ask a person you know who's once from, who's no longer from, what caused them to go astray? Depends on the day. I, I don't mean, and I'm not saying this yeah. bad to someone. And you ask me, what caused me to do X or Y, I'll also give you seven stories because we're, we're complicated like that. Um, so yeah, one Gemara says that it was, he saw that episode and that was the, the trigger. And other one says that it was because of the Pardes. And, uh, and pr- probably the truth is, it's all those together, right? Meaning something in the Pardes caused them to start thinking different, perhaps. And then that was the straw that perhaps broke the camel's back. I'm not sure, but, but you know, there are different angles of the same. We know that he was here and then he went there. And the, you know, some of these things along the way pushed him that direction. Ben Azai. So Ben Azai is one of the people who went into the Pardes and also um, walks away. Um, he, he actually dies after going into the Pardes. Okay? He is not fit for the Pardes. So Nafsho Chashka So on the one hand, Ben Azai had an incredible love of the Torah. Right? To the point, what do we know about Ben Azai? Ben Azai, at least according to one read of the Gemara, he loved the Torah so much that he didn't want to get married because he thought that marriage would get in the way. Having a family, having children, no way. It's going to get in the way of my love of Torah. Right? So, Zeu Neged Bechol Nafshecha, the Avas Torah. Right? So, this is, on the one hand, he was perfected in his love, in this love, but at the same time, he didn't keep it well. He didn't keep the Torah. So, on the one hand, we could describe him as someone who loves the Torah, 
And at the same time, he didn't love the Torah. Because to truly love the Torah means to act on it, to allow it to impact us. So it's not just the study of the Torah, lil mod vilasos. It's the, yes, you have to love it, to study it to such, to such a degree, but you also have to allow the Torah to impact you on a personal level. Right? The Gemara says, Someone who says, I only have the Torah, meaning the, the Torah study, you don't even have the Torah study. A person who says, I just have the ac- academia, that, then you have nothing. You can't call yourself someone who loves Torah if you're not able to act on it. When you don't fulfill it. And that's why his punishment was that of death. It's not a love to, enough to love it in the abstract. It's not enough to love it in one's mind. A person has to act on it, and he did not. And therefore, Ben Azai died by entering the parties. We see that similar thing, Chizkia, uh, was punished or was going to be punished uh, with death because he did not want to fulfill having children, right? And the Chizkiah has his own explanation why, but another place. Uvizor Pekudei, um, oh wait. Uvizor Pekudei, Reish Idbak Ba'afar. The Zohar says that he, that, uh, that Ben Azay attached himself to the element of Afar. Afar is earth. It's something which pulls you down. It means a certain, not laziness, but a certain, yeah, laziness, but, but not wanting to fulfill the mitzvahs. Acher, the same Zohar tells us, connected himself to fire. And we see that fire is the fire of Kas. The Gemara actually says that when he was born, there was a fire above, the, above the child. When he was a child, there was a fire above him, indicating how great he was. Um, um, so there is the fire that, that, is, above, that is above his house, uh, but he also, that connects to Taiva. We know one of the areas where Acher goes astray is specifically in the area of Taiva. Uvenzoma, the Zohar tells us, Benzoma, who is the third individual who gets affected, gets affected by Ruach. He connects himself to Ruach. Okay, so what is Ruach? Shimimenu balitzanus vitbarus. Ruach is connected to both mockery, but also vanity, a sense of arrogance. Okay? Even though with Benzoma, everything was completely holy. Right, so he, alludes, he, he quotes a Gemara in Brachos, which says that Ben Zoma saw the Jewish people gathering in the base of Megdash, and he says, you know why they're all here? You know why God created all these people? For me. For me. Why? Because I'm a great scholar. And Rav Tzaddik says, and he's right on the one hand. On the one hand, he's right. There is a philosophy. It's not a very, uh, we don't quote it so often nowadays. Uh, the Rambam speaks about this explicitly, who says that, you know, you want to know why the world, why you have uh, so many people in the world? So that the scholars and the tzaddikim are able to flourish and everyone else is really just there as a means to an end for other people. Okay? It's not something we, we you know, you don't hear it too much. It's not in the, the rah-rah inspirational uh, talks you hear, uh, you know, from, but, but whatever. It's a, it's a, it's a true philosophy uh, that is mentioned by, by some great thinkers. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so on the one hand, says Ratzadik, he's right. He's absolutely right. This is his shita. Again, not everyone agrees. And some people see each person as being an end to, an, to itself, uh, which I think is probably the philosophy that is taught more often. But Benzoma, the Rambam, you know, important thinkers in, in Jewish thought, to say the least, um, is of the opinion that no, there is this sense of other people. They're there to connect and to be there for others. So, so if that's the case, if that's his philosophy and there's legitimacy to that philosophy, what's the problem? Lefisha, so he says something interesting over here. Lefisha, he says, it's true, 
But because he did not have smicha, because he was not fully in that position of greatness, and smicha back then doesn't mean you took five tests. Smicha back then means you really attained something and, and therefore had a certain passing on of a baton from someone who was capable of giving it. Okay, smicha was a very different thing back then. Because he wasn't really in this higher position, to say such a statement where he was, was in some way a disrespect to the Jewish people. It was like he points to all those people, they're there for me, not being in the position of authority to, was in some, and, and, there, and seeing them in relationship to him in that lower state was in some way degrading them. And therefore, um, that's why I'm going to skip the, the, he goes by the side points, which I'm, I'm going to skip over. Um, Let's skip to Tadigalf on the top. In truth, his wisdom was incredible. Mikola Olam Kulo. On the one hand, his ability to think, and therefore his greatness was unparalleled. Shemitzadza nimsha hatifarus negadakol. Okay, re atzbo lemala, etc., etc. Benzoma yitzap, the Gemara says in Brachos. If someone who sees Benzoma, if you see Benzoma in a dream, you have a dream and you introduce yourself to the, the man with the beard in front of you, and he says, Hi, I'm Benzoma, yitzap lechachma. You should, it's a sign that you're going to get great, get great wisdom. God's going to drop great wisdom in. Because Benzoma was in a different league. But at the end of the day, he wasn't. There was something a little bit lacking in his respect for the Jewish people. Okay? His punishment was a lack of chachma. The Gemara says that what happened, the punishment to Benzoma, again, Acher, Elisha ben goes astray, goes off the derech. Ben Azai dies because he doesn't, literally doesn't bring life into this world, but he's understanding on the deeper level that he doesn't fulfill the Torah, um, which is about and therefore he dies. Ben, ben Zoma, excuse me, who is very, very wise, brilliant, brilliant off the charts, but he, is, he used that to, with a drop of arrogance, and therefore his punishment is that he loses his mind. The Gemara says that he basically, he's no longer able to think properly. He basically, right? Because of the fact that he is, uh, his, his um, mistake took place with his, um, with his thinking, he therefore loses his thinking and therefore he is no longer capable of connecting to other people. Someone who is uh, not so well mentally, right, is incapable of connecting to other people, right? They all come together. And the idea is that he didn't see himself connected to the Jewish people. He was, he was uh, in some ways lacking in his Avas Yisrael, in his Avas Klal Yisrael, and therefore he loses his Das, which makes it that he's incapable of connecting properly to other people. Ra aval Rabbi Kiva, only Rabbi Kiva, Shenichmas Behechal Ava, Ava Yuin Sham Bezohar, Shay Shalom Bechal Chalke Ava, Yats Bashalm, it's only Rabbi Kiva who was complete both in his Avas Yisrael, in his Avas Hashem, in his Avas HaTorah. He's the one who's able to be Moser Nishama and walk out unscathed. For the rest of us, unless you are a Rabbi Akiva, we'll stick to being Moser Nefesh. Heaven forbid we should come to a place like that, but if we have to, but being Moser Neshama, taking these risks is something, right? And, and just, to, just to take a, a big step back over here in the writings of Rabbi Akiva, uh, writings of Rabbi Tzadik, you know, in a couple of places he speaks about doing these spiritually risky things. If you recall way back when he spoke about, you know, trekking your own path spiritually, doing something wild, right? But he, he acknowledges that there's a time and place for doing such things for really doing your own thing and doing something which is spiritually dangerous. But he also is uh, a very reasonable and rational person and says, yeah, right, in that earlier piece, he said, you could take your own path sometimes. Do so. First, check in with a couple of people. Make sure that someone tells you that you're not completely off the wall. If you're only doing it on your own, there's too much risk, right? So he is open to uh, being out of the box, very much out of the box, spiritually. And in this piece, spiritually risking it, 
but it's only for the people who are not the faint of heart, the people who are not the faint of their nefesh, ruach, and neshama, uh, the people who really have it all. Yes, it's possible, but it's a very rare, very rare situation. So in his worldview, such a thing exists. And perhaps we could look back at some great figures and say, okay, they were doing some of this. You know, I just finished a, a section on Shimshon on Thursday nights. Shimshon was one of those people who, in theory, could have done so. It didn't work because he wasn't able to do so. But again, you have the notion that it's possible to go off the path, the regular path, in a very spiritual way, but it's fraught with danger, and a person has to be conscientious of that in engaging it.